Bienvenue à la Backmarkers F1 show. I was going to do French. Now oh, you were? I uh, only have a couple words. Well Maybe done. Better at Bonjour me. tout le monde. There we go. Ça va? We are going to Montreal for round number seven. We are at our home race here in Montreal. Well, not here, but right. in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. An hour and a half away. Yeah, hour, well, two, is two, it two hours? Yeah. Two hours. I mean, yeah. to, to the Grand Prix. I, I drove track, it last yeah. week, it took two hours, so. Two hours? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. to the Grand Prix, I think it's like two hours, yeah. yeah. To Montreal, it's about an hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, Montreal's a big city. Yeah. Yeah, it's a track that we know very well. I mean, we spent some time there last year, and I mean, you've been there a lot to Montreal, I think more than uh, more than I have, so you know more about the city um, in, in general, but. Yeah, a lot of it more for other sports soccer yeah, yeah you were at the and, uh, uh, montreal impact last week there. right yeah last week mls against real salt lake big spanish team salt lake city yeah salt lake city utah huge spanish contingent well they're owned really? by real that's society why called did, real. i don't even know i thought they were no because um oh no we're gonna get to random <laughs> southern like crap north american soccer we talk. did this last week a little bit yeah we we, we real valencio Owned a team in Oklahoma City named yeah, Rail OKC, which lasted yeah. a th- like a three quarters of a year and then folded because it was awful. <laughs> um, which I don't know why he decided to put a team in Oklahoma City soccer. No, doesn't work there. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Salt Lake City, yeah, random spot, and again another random spot, and they call themselves Real for some reason. Salt Lake City, that's huh. not a Spanish you know, town. You know, they definitely say real. No, Real Salt... Uh, anyways, I'm done talking about Real Salt Lake. My impact one, I saw a guy get knocked out. It was an interesting game. Oh. But anyways, yeah, Montreal. Anyways, so Good yeah, city. Montreal, great city. Um, European Driving city. there sucks, unless you're on a, unless you're on a track. Um, but yeah, driving there does suck. Yeah. Uh, but like the whole culture of it is very nice. Yeah, the culture is great. The driving sucks. The roads are awful. Um, and the mob is back. And the mob runs all the construction <laughs> in the city. Some, I think some and, guy uh, got taken out a couple of months ago in Montreal. Yeah, maybe we should talk about the mob on here. Maybe that's Up a good idea. Up until like five or ten years ago, the mob also ran the film, uh, all the film stuff. Well, there you go. See? <laughs> so it's a great, it's an interesting city. So it'll be, it's a great city to visit. And the poutine is delicious. If you it don't is. know what poutine is, um, it's a it's a Quebec tradition. French fries. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, Quebec. Okay. Uh, French fries gravy and cheese curds gotta make and, sure you get the cheese curds first though because they gotta melt in yeah well really put the cheese curds in the middle then gravy then more fries and cheese curds and then gravy and that's the top yeah anyways if you ever come to montreal that's what you have to have very easy this is turning more into a tourism podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> race preview come to montreal <laughs> but it's different right like when you obviously when you know the city you can give a whole lot more information than when they go to baku you're like well they got I a mean, cool castle yeah they got streets and <laughs> yeah um, they got a turd no one can get around. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I think it's. I think I was reading the other week that it's F one's like most like beautiful track to to be basically shooting in because of it's basically it's an island. There's like Montreal. Races. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're talking Baku still. No. no like, oh, really? No. Cool. no. Montreal, Montreal Grand Prix. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, it's always known to be for the drivers a little difficult because it is in a park. Yeah. So it's very leafy, dusty, just because of all the you know the wind and and the leaves from the trees around. So the drivers do complain that it's a it's a low grip circuit, mm-hmm. which makes it exciting because it's hard to get traction around that hairpin corner, the wall of champions, that that uh, left right uh, sorry that right left chicane into the wall of champions is always very tricky, especially when it's a, a little slick on yeah. the track. The rubber's not built in. That's where Chris and I got kicked out last year. <laughs> last year. <laughs> if you uh, haven't seen the video last year, it's a fantastic video. Chris and Shaker went to Montreal 
and did a full track guide of uh, the circuit de Gilles Villeneuve. We uh, really would recommend that you go down through our channel and find that because it's a fantastic video. Two of them. I think there's one with us driving through. Yeah. And, and then, then there's one which is an actual like track guide. Yeah. 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 The one that we, uh, well, we did both sort of at the, at the same time, but I think by the time we were getting the final shots for the, uh, the, the whole track guide, we were getting kicked out by security. <laughs> Because apparently you can't shoot in a public place. Um, no. We got the video done anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Kudos to you guys. So it's on, it's pinned on our, our channel. So check that out. And we got some also footage from uh, you know the race and free practices and stuff, which we'll be bringing more uh, more of that for for this uh, year's edition as well. But uh, yeah, I mean when we were walking around too, I mean it's right by the water, like you yeah. said. It's it's actually a man-made island too. Um, it was made for the expo in I think uh, seventy-seven, sixty-seven, or sixty-seven, sixty-seven. Because um, that it was the hundredth year. It was the hundredth year of Canada. Oh, okay, hundredth anniversary. Mm-hmm. First race was I think seventy-eight, and um, yeah, it was just also. It, it's a really good place to have it too because it's close to downtown. Yeah, and it's easy to get there. Um, I mean, you can get there by car, but definitely the best way to travel is by metro. By, yeah, yeah. Subway. Especially you know on race day when there's so many people and. And traffic is, is, is a nightmare, like you said, in Montreal. It's awful. Don't drive there. Yeah. But when we were walking around, the scenery was beautiful. And there's a lot of wildlife. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. groundhogs have been an issue. Seagulls. Seagulls have been an seagulls issue. Seagulls are a big issue. So especially if you're Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Seagulls who, uh, in turn one. Who likes to take care of the animals, which is nice for him, even if it yeah. means missing turn one. He still won the race. I guess yeah. it worked out. Oh, no. Oh, no. He, he didn't win the race. No, not in 2016. That's right. But uh, yeah, and a lot of just birds and, and, and other wildlife as well. And and like Tyler mentioned, it's very low grip. And, and at yeah. the beginning of the weekend too, especially, it's difficult to find the grip. And it takes a little while longer to rubber in. There are some support races this weekend. Uh, we have the Ferrari Challenge. Yeah, uh, the Formula, Porsche there. Yeah, Porsche GT3 Porsche Cup. Uh, the Formula 1600 Series as well. And Pirelli Hot Laps, I think. But I mean, that's not a whole lot of, yeah, of real room. racing. Um, too bad the F... F2s and F3s don't come to Canada. I wish they did, yeah. Because that'd be a great race. For yeah, the, for those would be. those cars, would be fantastic around that circuit. Yeah, I think it would be great. And especially now, right, with Latifi leading the championship. And, and yeah, it would have been him, huge. Uh, would, be, would be nice. But uh, yeah, so we got uh, we got a couple of the support races that, that are there. So that will help rubber, rubber the track in a little bit. But the track is open all year round. So up until a couple of weeks ago, it was still open for pedestrians to, you know, drive their cars like uh, You're allowed did. to drive through, but you have a speed limit of 60 kilometers. Speed limit. I was not following the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you were not. I mean, we weren't going that much faster, no. but you wish you could kind of attack the, the curbs a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. On uh, Especially like the Wall of Champions. But uh, what else? They have like a, a bike lane that's open on the left side of the track. Mm-hmm. And then they have uh, for pedestrians as well, so that's kind of why it's pretty dirty and dusty, like uh, like you mentioned. Yeah. So pretty pretty difficult to to find the track, and that's why Pirelli brings the softest tires. We got the C five, uh, the C four, and the C three this weekend, and um, we saw them in Monaco. The C five it was the debut of of the softest compound tire for this year, and it shredded apart. <laughs> it didn't last that long. Well, it did for Grosjean. Well, for Grosjean, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, the medium. Uh, didn't last very well for Hamilton. No, uh, and that's the Monaco, which is not a very abrasive. Obviously, it's hard on the on the rears, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they they do with Canada and, and how the tires go with Canada and and the circuit because we've seen before that it's it's been all right, but 
You know, never know Pirelli. They're always doing new stuff. <laughs> uh, and the tires are so different from this year, from last year too. So it's just it's all over the place. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. So the Pirelli tires from from 2019 to 2018, they're they're quite different. Um, and just looking at the the selected sets that the teams have brought in, um, Hamilton opted uh, only for one set of the hardest C3s. Um, so he brings eight sets of the soft tire. Uh, versus his teammate, for example, who have brought another set of the C3s and only three of the C4 medium tires. And Ferrari have gone a little bit more aggressive with the yellow C4s. They brought five sets for Sebastian Vettel and five sets also for Charles Leclerc. And both of them have the same tire allocation with seven of the C5 and each with one set of the C3. She was shaking your head. I think I said this in Spain. The Spain preview. It could be wrong. It could have been like China or something like that. Why do you only bring one set of uh, of a tire? Because then you have no data on it for the race. Like say it, say it ends up the hard tire. Like it's gonna be hot this weekend in Montreal. Say the it's too hot for the soft and the medium tires, and the hard tire ends up being the race tire. Well, yeah, if, it's like true. you don't have any data on that during practice. If you run it at least for whatever twenty laps, thirty laps in practice, you can get some data on the C3 tire, the hard mm-hmm. tire. But I just love looking at both Ferraris and they only have one of the hard tires. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, I'm not an F1 strategist, but I I'm just get, I get so frustrated over it. <laughs> it just bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> so you'd, you'd maybe like take one less set of the C5s just to opt to have an extra set of Just the opt to have, to have data. Yeah. No, good point. It's the I'm, first time in North America this season. Like we have to adjust the, the climate, the, the air, the humidity. Sea level I mean, changes. they could just stop by oh. Costco and pick up another set of C3s. <laughs> they could. They could. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, we. I don't know if you guys saw it, but we posted it on our Twitter. Shaker was making a run at Costco, and yeah, you could buy some C4s or C3s. Yeah, it, I was really surprised. But yeah, no, you it just was... taken it and ran. I should have. I, was... I would totally buy that. I should have asked them. Was how it for much sale? It I, don't, I don't. I have no idea. They there just was, had one. There was just the one. But so I think random. Pirelli's a big brand for them, so maybe that's why. And like maybe Pirelli does it as a kind of a marketing strategy. But, but yeah. nobody would notice it's a Formula One tire. No, like only us. <laughs> Be like, excuse me, can I buy that C four tire? That what? Yeah, like, <laughs> don't worry about it. How much do you think it's worth? Oh, like twenty bucks. It's probably oh, I'll like, take it. oh, a couple thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's probably four thousand dollars. Yeah, tire. the tires is probably super expensive. Um, but yeah, interesting point. They make the, obviously the tire, uh, allocations ahead of time. Yeah, I know. So, Which means that you should be like, oh, we have no data this season. Yeah. So right. maybe we should get, anyways. Yeah. It looks like they're going to go w- with that medium in, uh, in the race for sure. But, uh, lo- looking at the weather forecast just before I got here, the weather is looking great so far. Yeah. Uh, Thursday through to Sunday, it's going to be sunny, clear skies, very little chance of rain. And <clears throat> excuse me, the temperature is kind of fluctuating. It's like high 20s, but then other days, like Saturday, I think it's around 21. Sunday was, I think, 23 degrees. Let me get your weather forecast. You know what's great? That's only for like the entire race weekend. Otherwise, Ottawa's, well, Montreal, Ottawa and Montreal haven't had the greatest weather the last few months. It's just yeah. been like horrible. It was, it was yeah. two degrees Celsius like the, earlier this week. Yeah. And it's and June This is 4th. our summer and it's <laughs> not supposed to if be you're like from, that. Like, if you know Fahrenheit, that's like 50 degrees Fahrenheit or something yeah. like that or 45. Yeah. It's, so it's nice that it's just for the race weekend that you know, we're getting those nice four days where it's yeah. going to be sunny oh, the yeah, entire time. Beautiful. So it's supposed to rain every like all around the, uh, the race weekend, but during the race weekend's beautiful, consistent temperatures yeah. as well. 20 degrees on Thursday for media day. Mm-hmm. 
21 degrees Friday, sunny, 23 on Saturday for qualifying in the race, 22 degrees with a 10% chance of showers. So actually a little bit cooler than the last two years because last two years it was hovering around 30 degrees yeah. air temperature, probably around 40, 44 for track temp. So that might that might change a little bit of the strategy in terms of the race if the track conditions are a little bit cooler than they have been in the last couple of years. Yeah, it could, it could, it could favor the softer tires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could favor Ferrari who in testing obviously did well with cooler conditions with uh, how their car interacted with the tires. So... Oh. But also the rain could also wash out the track ahead of time, so I could make it even yeah, a little more slippery. Difficult, yeah. As App describes how like the, the day is going to be, and uh, Sunday is sunny, delightful, delightful, <laughs> delightful. I mean, Sunday is going to be pretty great. Yeah, interactive weather report. But will it be delightful for Ferrari? <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you mentioned it could favor with their tires because they won't overheat. But they've screwed up the strategy like five to six races this season. <laughs> I think they're going to have a good race. I think Vettel specifically, I think, is going to have a good race. Um, Maybe more cause, rub a seagull for good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe a groundhog, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> those ones are harder to catch. <laughs> yeah, those are hard to catch. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had a really good race in Monaco, so I could see him, you know, coming back and doing a little bit better and I mean same with Charles Leclerc he didn't uh, he didn't do well in Monaco and that was his home race to show up to the next race and perform even better I mean I mean there's perform much better I guess uh, than the last race I, I could I could see them I see it going both ways but I'm rooting for Ferrari to be on the better side of things in terms of compared to uh, uh, I mean even Red Bull mm. like I think Red Bull is going to have a decent race but I think Ferrari might uh, might might do a little bit better and I think was it is it Ferrari that has the two sets of softs? No, sorry, the hearts just one. No, just one. Red Bull yeah. went with the two with the two yeah. softs. Yeah, I mean it could be it could be very interesting, I and mean, you can see that uh, Ferrari's following kind of like the same tire strategy as uh, as Hamilton is for Mercedes. So it will be interesting. So if if Vettel sees a groundhog, does that mean six more weeks of Mercedes one twos? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's okay. how that works. That's how it works. Um, interesting strategy choice. Uh, the only driver with three. Choices of the hard tire, George Russell. So probably going in for a points finish. Points finish. Yeah. Long, <laughs> uh, they actually long strategy. We, they're actually going to be. We they, were talking about the, it last week. They're yeah. on the scale going up. Actually, yeah, they are. Um, and I think their woes have kind of ended, and they're going to start climbing, getting out of this rut that they're in. It looks like the worst is over. Um, yeah, they're closer to everyone last. Obviously, Monaco's a short lap, but yeah, still. Plus, didn't everybody behind them DNF? No, I meant in qualifying. Oh, okay, like they okay. were like yes, yes, yes. Not as far as they usually are. They're not like five yeah. seconds back. They're like they're yeah. only like two and a half, three. Yeah, it's not bad. It was actually. positive, yeah. And I mean, they finished fifteenth, regardless of who didn't finish. But yeah, P fifteen mm. for them was was very. It was good. a good finish you know, after the last few years for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at what the teams are saying heading into the weekend, and, and it's typical from Mercedes. They're worried about Ferrari, oh. and they say they're going to have a difficult weekend ahead of them. And then Ferrari, on the other hand, says we have no significant upgrades or updates coming to the car, so we're going to struggle. I mean, you can't read... Well, you really can't read into anything, that, especially that Mercedes says. I think that when we look at the next three races, and we've said this before, it seems like it will favor Ferrari. More power-sensitive circuits, yeah. less downforce, obviously, especially in Montreal. It's a very low downforce setup. Um, France, e- even more so, and, and Austria, you get a little bit more sort of in the medium, but it's still a lot of straights in, yeah. in Austria. But Canada and the circuit Gilles Villeneuve, 
there are still sections of the track that favor Mercedes, I think. I think when we look at sector three where the hairpin is. Yeah, that's huge. Even turn one into turn two. And, and we were talking about tires before. So it's not necessarily like I think Ferrari is going to come out and dominate. I still think Mercedes are the favorites going into this race. And they should be. They've been the favorites going into every weekend so far. Ferrari could possibly have their first race win in the next three races. I'm just not sure if I want to put my confidence into this team at the moment. Ferrari, that is. Yeah, I don't. No. I don't uh, not not just yet. Like I need to see at least two more races of Ferrari getting uh, getting some podium finishes, and then I can put my faith behind them. Yeah. I need to see consistent results, yeah, and that they're sure. not going to bottle it every single week. Yeah. yeah, I do do one week really well, only because you know the the, ra- uh, the racer ahead of you didn't just didn't make it or something like that. I do, like. Tyler said, "Consistent finishes yeah. for the next two to three, and then I can then I can uh, then I can support Ferrari a little bit more." And the other thing too is Mercedes is bringing an engine upgrade to uh, to this race because a lot of people is, do, yeah, yeah, a lot of teams do. So for, Mercedes is correct. So <laughs> oh, there's a concern, oh, what's right? the point? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Ferrari brought it two races ago. They didn't use the new engine in Monaco for for obvious reasons. Yeah. But if Mercedes is going to get a power upgrade that's going to maybe put them on par, if not better than Ferrari, then they've got no chance whatsoever. Yeah. Um, if Ferrari does still maintain their 40 or 20 horsepower advantage, whatever it is, yeah, they definitely had a shot because it's up to three, four tenths the advantage on the straight. And the the long straight, the back straight, uh, the casino straight in Montreal, it's around 1.16 kilometers, which is very long. One of the longer straights of the year. And then after the Wall of Champions, you got another little straight that's heading into turn one. You've got the DRS zone that's uh, just after turn four. You also have the back straight going towards the hairpin that can get pretty fast. Correct. Yeah. yeah this great is overtaking great opportunity. I'm actually picturing myself driving through this. Right? right? Cool. <laughs> Should do, too bad we couldn't activate your DRS. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Volkswagen don't have that ability just no. yet. Next time, we'll just yet. open the, the well, back trunk. Okay. Yeah. Actually, didn't the Volkswagen... Um, uh, in esports, just make the fastest lap or get the fastest time overall. Yeah, like the new one that they just put out th- this year, the one we saw at the. Uh, I don't oh, know if you guys yeah. remember the Toronto uh, Toronto oh, car yeah. show. It's electric, beautiful. right? Yeah. yeah, the new electric vehicle. Apparently, it's it has been the best like performing electric vehicle they've seen. Oh, well, that'll be good for Formula E. Yeah, Not but yeah, one. sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just, uh, I just, yeah. yeah. No, that's a cool fact. Yeah. I just wish they were in Formula One. Yeah, yeah. Volkswagen be, or at least one of the brands. Yeah, Volkswagen or like Audi, Audi or Porsche. You one, know, of the, one of the three. Porsche. Yeah. Uh, well, is Porsche owned by Volkswagen though? Uh, one of them I is. I think Audi owns Volkswagen. I thought Volkswagen owned one of them. Volkswagen is like the head company. We're going to get roasted in the comments. Oh, we are. Let's just skip over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell <laughs> us in the comments below. Actually, relevant to that, Porsche. Uh, I don't know. Is it Porsche or Porsche? It's Porsche. Roast it's, in the comments for that too. I, it's okay. Porsche it's in the Por- UK, and then everybody else pretty much says Porsche. Yeah. Okay. So it, I think both are right. I don't think neither are wrong. In Canada, in North America, it's Porsche. So sorry about our English. Porsche. We'll anyway, on. they actually built uh, an engine. Did they for Formula oh, nice. One for a possible 2020 uh, entry, and then they 2020 said, or 2021. 2021. Okay. And then oh, they said, cool. Ah, forget about it. Uh, <laughs> The, the accounting firm was like, "How much did that cost? Are you crazy?" That's just oh man, they have some beautiful cars, but yeah, that that's disappointing. Yeah, well, we'll see some of them uh, in the GT3 uh, this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the very least. But uh, how do we get on to Porsche? What were we talking about before? About, Engines uh, upgrades. Yes, yes. So Mercedes are bringing their upgrades. So we've seen in the telemetry that 
the only advantage Ferrari really has over Mercedes is on the straights. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly significant. Like I said, up to three or four tenths. So if they maintain that power advantage, they could conceivably get pole position and they could possibly win this race. But right. even if they get pole, you mentioned about strategies. They haven't gotten that right. And unless they get a 1-2 to, to start on the front row, you're going to have to be battling both Mercedes's anyway. So I'm not, like I said, I'm just not confident in their strategic abilities to be able to finish the race in first place at this point. I think we're going to see a surprise this week. And I don't think it's coming from the top. I, I Yeah, I feel that too. I feel like it's going to be coming from uh, Renault. Oh no! Oh, I don't feel any of that at all. I'm feeling. <laughs> I feel a Haas. I'm just trying to get a little hope for an Ogo, and you know, I feel a Haas fourth, fifth place, <laughs> fourth, fifth place. Okay. Ooh, oh, I okay. thought you were talking about like a race win or something, like Daniel uh, Ricciardo no. in 2014. I mean, there's always always Sergio Perez. Yeah, know? yeah, it's true. He's very Lance Stroll first win. Uh, good luck. <laughs> um, I think Haas is on the uprising. There and with they have always have a good fast setup for for these low downforce circuits. I think Kevin Magnussen is going to be phenomenal around this racetrack. He's going because the his whole thing is attacking one the last the last chicane to the champ wall champions, mm-hmm. and two the the other two chicanes around the track. He can gain so much time during there through there. Um, I think he's he's going to be someone to watch out for if you're a Red Bull mm-hmm. because I think he'll be coming flying up the track, and you know obviously a couple of DNFs up front will help his way, but I think he'll have a fantastic result in uh, in Canada this week. Interesting. Yeah, they're they're coming off of, I mean, what should have been a better weekend, but yeah. they got a little unfortunate and a little bit unlucky. But um, they seem like they kind of figured out the tire issues if Grosjean did that massive stint, which is good. And they've got that same tire here in Canada. So hopefully that's a positive. But yeah, and and we can talk a little bit more uh, right now, actually, about the, the track itself, because it's one that, that uh, we know pretty well. And yeah, as we mentioned, it's low downforce, but it's very heavy on the brakes. Yeah. You got a lot mm-hmm. of heavy braking zones. You don't have any fast, really prolonged corners. It's all a lot of start, stop, heavy braking zones, especially in the Wall of Champions. And when we're looking at the first sector, I mean, you got to really have a car that's set up well to attack the curbs. And when we were there, I mean, those curbs are pretty bumpy and they're pretty thick. So yeah. if you don't attack it the right way, if you take too much curb, especially at the Wall of Champions, we know what's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, you're going right into a wall. And that's the other factor is it's surrounded all by walls. So yeah, there's no real place for um, mistakes except for the hairpin where you can run very deep, but for obvious reasons because you need a big runoff there and for accidents. Right. Um, but you can run deep there, but that's the only real spot of forgiveness because even if you, we see a lot of times people miss turn one and you're cutting through that grass towards the end of turn two, the exit, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you just get hampered down so much because it's a tight turn trying to get back on the track and there's, it's a it's a tight track at that point. Yes. Car is trying to exit the the, uh, the uh, second corner. And turn one is very tricky on the opening lap. It's one of the shortest yeah. rundowns to turn one. It's, and then you've also... It's, it's got a little, little right-hand kink and then... Immediate left, right? Goes left yeah. during yeah. the break. So um, we've seen... The inside of turn one work, and then you get the traction along the outside of turn two. We've seen the outside of turn one work, and then you know we have the kind of run through of the inside in turn two. So there's there's a lot of different lines you can attack on the first lap of the of the uh, of the race going yeah. towards uh, at least to try to get a good start. The grip is really on the outside of turn two. If you go on the inside, it's very slippery with yeah. all the marbles that accumulate, uh, especially when you get to the race on Sunday. 
but we've also seen a lot of drivers that cut across sort of that turn one curb and then bump into a driver trying to overtake on the outside going yeah. into turn one and, and then two as well. Uh, we saw Perez last year got spun around, uh, I think, by Carlos Sainz heading into turn one. And then you also got the pit lane, which feeds right into turn two. Yeah. So you can either make up a race. Uh, Ricardo, I think, two years ago got past, or maybe it was in last year, he got past Hamilton in the pits that way. So it's sort of a, a strange pit lane in that sense where you feed directly into the second turn and right into the action. So there's even chances for overtaking. Yeah, because you're almost going yeah. around the entire around the track at that point to get back into uh, turn two. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an elevation change that goes there. You don't really see it on TV, but when you're there in no, person, yeah. there's a pretty decent elevation change powering through turn two into turn three. So... And it's all the way throughout, too. It's not like it starts like halfway through turn one and pretty much right uh, halfway through turn one. Right at the beginning of turn one, you're pretty much getting it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then going into the rest of it, you know, we saw last year, we got the first chicane at turn three and four, um, which, again, that wall that's right there uh, at the it's exit. It's tighter than you think. Yeah. Very it's tight. real tight. Yeah. And, and easy to get wrong, too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a difficult one to attack because it's like, how much curb do you take? And you don't want to compromise the exit, but you also want to get the entry correct and you want to carry as much speed as you can. But after that, we saw last year in the race, there's a potential danger zone before five and six with the crash between Lance Stroll and Brendan Hartley, which I don't think many people would really expect a crash like that to happen in that area of the track, but it's possible. And again, it shows you with the walls so close. It's very tight and opening lap too. There's a high risk for that type of yeah. Uh, action. I mean, you get a little little loose on the back end, and you have to you know kind of correct yourself. And you know, six inches one way, you're you're colliding with another car. And yeah, you got to correct your yourself. Race. Correct yourself pretty quick if you're sitting behind somebody that's just crashed. You now, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's a very dangerous corner. Turn four and six for sure. Uh, turn three and four, right? Uh, three and four. Uh, I think we're That's thinking of five, five, and, five six. and six. Yeah, yeah. five After and six. After the first yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. And then past that, you're powering down to eight and nine, which is the second chicane yeah. with the grandstand 34, I think that's there. And this is a tricky one. When we were there too, it's one thing that I didn't really think about before, but when you're in person, you kind of see it. There's a little bridge that goes right above uh, yeah. just before, I mean, essentially where your braking zone is. Yeah. So you're going, and it's especially difficult this weekend because we are going to get sunny conditions. So you're in the daylight, and then you power right under the bridge. You're in complete darkness, and you have to kind of pinpoint your braking zone, and it's in between darkness and light. Yeah. So getting that is a little bit tricky because your eyes have to adjust really quickly going uh, going into that chicane. And then that one, too, it's it's the same thing. It's all about just riding the curbs. And again, we've seen drivers hit that wall on the outside yeah, a lot. Tons. A I lot. Mean, we, to fly over we didn't get to drive the hairpin, but I personally found that was probably the hardest turn to take. And I was going like six between six to eighty. And I can imagine yeah. how fast <laughs> yeah. like they're going, right? Yeah. So it you're right. It's 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 very that that one that corner I found pretty difficult to do. Yeah. And you talked about this, the the straight going into the hairpin, which maybe is underrated, but it's very important. Yeah, very yeah. important. You have to get good traction of seven and eight to lead towards, you know, that, that hairpin. And if you can get good traction and you get behind someone, I mean, it's a prime overtaking spots for, our, you know, it's the hardest. Uh, yeah. Uh, would you consider it the hardest breaking corner? This is the slowest corner on the track. In the whole calendar or? Uh, just on the track. On the track? Or would you consider? I'd say... Uh, the, the last, the last what is that? Uh, I know it's the wall of champions, which is trying to get the turn 13, numbers 14. correct. 13, 14. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably say 13, 14 because of the consequences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But 
anyways, it, it is a great overtaking spot where you can kind of try and feed in. If you got obviously you need an important run out of the hairpin, mm-hmm. that's probably the most important traction zone out of the, on the whole track for the long back straight. Yeah. And when drivers are super confident, I, I watched Vettel's qualifying lap from last year. I mean, they can be so aggressive on the brakes. And I noticed that in his lap last year, I mean, he didn't even get downshifting done and he was already half turning into the hairpin. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that trail braking that he was able, which is difficult to do in the hairpin. It's very easy to lock up because it's a heavy braking zone. But when you're super confident and you got the front end grip, then you can really attack that corner and, and you can also gain a lot uh, in yeah. there as well. And then when you got a Ferrari engine that's so powerful down that long, massive back straight, uh, DRS enabled one of the two DRS zones. And uh, yeah, and then when you get to 13, 14, the wall of champions, this those curbs are massive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you can see it on TV, but if you can go to Montreal and if you could do the track walk even prior to the race or after the race, that's one part of the track you should go to and just see how thick these curbs are. And they also have some stuff on the outside too that kind of punishes the drivers for trying to mm. cut yeah, it like a little, little bit. sausage shirt curve. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah l- little one of those. Didn't they add a third DRS zone right before last year? Yeah, they did. Right, right before the race. Yeah, as of now, when we're recording this, they only have the two. Yeah, which is that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, the one on Casino Straight, and then of course the one uh, that extends to the start finish line. Yeah, um, they added one right know, before the Wall of Champions, didn't they? No, they added one uh, seven and eight. No, they still only got one because where's the activation? Oh, they did add one, did they? They have two right now, right? I don't know how current the one I'm looking at is. Yeah, so in sector two, right. So Shaker's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the the one after five and six, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you actually turn seven and going towards you go again, yeah, yeah where it was last year. Yeah. yeah. That, it's a mini one, but yeah. um, they added it uh, last so year as well. three now. Yeah. Yeah. And the one, I mean, I guess the the one from the back straight that goes to the front straight is kind of an extension uh, of it. Because after you finish Wall Champions, you also have another DRS yeah. on that. Yeah, 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 one yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially the whole lap. It's a short lap. Very but, short, yeah. Quick lap. Yeah, but, but de- definitely a difficult track. It doesn't seem that hard, but it is pretty technical. And a lot of areas you can get it right. A lot of areas you can also get it wrong, too, so... It's interesting when you do the walks and you see it in person. It's interesting how it looks rather than uh, on TV. The Wall of Champions has to claim another victim because it's kind of losing its rep a little bit. Lance Stroll. I hope not. That's Lewis Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would. Well, well like, I would say I wish, but... <laughs> like Schumacher did it. So, yeah. I mean, Hamilton 99. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of lost its... its I don't know. Its reputation. There hasn't been one in a while. There hasn't been one in a while. Yeah. At least I have a big name. There hasn't been one in a while. Yeah, and off the top of my head, I can't remember, yeah, the last big team driver that that smashed one in there. Yeah. Should I, can you think that's something I can Google real quick? Wall of Champions. Victims. Victims, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you probably could. Well, obviously in 1999 is where it's got his name. I think three world champions crashed out. It was uh, Villeneuve. uh, Schumacher. And and uh, Damon Hill. That's right, Damon Hill. Yeah, so it it got the name uh, after it. But I don't know. Maybe drivers have just figured out the correct line and... But but still, I mean, in qualifying too, if you if you're well, just trying to be a little more aggressive, they have that runoff area now too, right? The penalty area where you have to like go between uh, yeah. a bollard and a, so to save yourself from crashing into wall champions. So just yeah. remove that. Yeah, they have a top ten, but I can't find a current one. 
Yeah, I don't uh, think there's been one, though. In a while. Yeah. 2011, Sebastian Vettel. 2012, oh. uh, Pastor Maldonado. Uh, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> we found one. <laughs> that's 2012. Um, that's the most current I've found. Kobayashi, 2010. That's good. <laughs> Vettel, 2011. Yeah, I guess that's the last one. I guess one. that'd be the last one. Yeah. It was he, world, he was a world champion at that point. He was, yeah, still with Red Bull. Yeah. Um, but also what's new this year is uh, they've completely torn down the old uh, garages right, yeah. and, and they've updated the whole pit uh, pit area and the garage area and it's all modern and nice and I think it's finished. I heard some things that they were behind schedule, but uh, no. I believe it's done now. But I've seen some I pictures. And it's it like looks, four days to the grace. Yeah, well, Drivers are there today. It was a month or so ago when I read uh, yeah. when I read that online, so they probably finished it by now. But um yeah, uh, what else? I, I think that's really the only new sort of updated thing that they've done at the circuit, Gilles Villeneuve. And before we get to predictions, I guess we can just talk about some of the best areas to watch uh, on yeah. the track. I haven't uh, unfortunately been there, but uh, you would have the best analysis on that because you've you've been to multiple races in Montreal and kind of been all over the track. Yeah, this would be, what was it, fourth, fourth or fifth race, I think? been there first yeah. one was in 2013 back with the v8s um but yeah it, it's there's a lot of areas so this is obviously kind of irrelevant for people that are outside of canada and yeah. not traveling to the track but if you are happen to be going to the race for the first time then this will be a, a good little piece of information for you uh, like we said before best thing to do is to take the metro to the track uh leave the car parked somewhere else and, and just take the metro <clears> straight there it's just a, a lot easier because really there's no parking available yeah. no. at the track. And you want to get there a few hours early because like we said, it's an island. So you're basically crossing the bridge all packed together trying to get in. So try to get there if you are going to a, try to get there for at least like 9, 10-ish yeah. our time. And uh, don't turn right on reds, Montreal. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> yeah, is a rule. It's the rule in Montreal. Yeah, have a GPS too. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Would, that could help you as well. But when you get to the track, I mean... You know, if you got general admission tickets, for example, like, like Shaker said, it's a park and uh, and there's a lot of great, great areas to watch. One of my favorite places for general admission to watch. Shh. I, I want to go to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody knows I it's going to be packed. Yeah, I haven't found a secret place yet. Well, I'll let you know if I do. But uh, is that the hairpin? Yeah. One yeah, of my I favorite figured. places. Yeah. yeah. Right at the uh, the exit, right? Uh, actually, right at the entry. Yeah, the, the entry is my favorite. Mm. Yeah, because you really get... I mean, you really get a sense. If you guys check out the video that we released last year, there's some GoPro footage of uh, of when I did when I was down at the entry of the hairpin, and you just really get a sense for how late they're braking, how yeah. aggressive it is. Well, it's probably the most you'll see out of the cars, too, because obviously going into the hairpin, you get to see them come all the way around and then go forward. Yeah, so it's yeah. probably the most you'll see from the cars as well. Yeah, and, and there's, there's a viewing area that's right right exactly sort of where the braking zone is and you know they, they're just braking so late and you get to hear the really good downshifts the mercedes has the best engine sound in person they've got like a really aggressive or almost machine gun style downshifting so that's really cool and then also like to the next of it just a couple of feet down the road there's sort of a a mini terrace and i think it's for uh, like wheelchair spectators oh. Oh, so people nice. that have uh, uh wheelchairs uh, disabilities they can get tickets there but there's a little gap in where you look through and you can see the car going around the hairpin. If you guys get a chance to go down there and look at the car there, it's it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. To see how much grip that car has going around this turn, the hairpin. Because when you look at it, and especially when you look at the other series, like the Porsche GT3 or the Ferraris, like how slow they are going around it. 
And this thing is just like, it's almost like a hand is taking the car and just driving it yeah. right around it. <laughs> so it's like, like you said, it really is the best area to look at because it's the slowest part of the track. So you get to see the most out of the cars. And then during the race, it can get pretty crazy. Yeah, of course. With, yeah. with overtakes and everything like that. But even on the opposite side, like you said, it's pretty good to be on that side too. And yeah, you get, you get to see, see the the exit speed and the yeah. acceleration, which I guess it depends what you're a fan of. If you're a fan of late well, braking, you get, and you get a frontal view of them coming out, right? That yeah, is, true. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably. I, I I would prefer that, but I would take the spot that Chris has talked about to get views of the cars a little. Also, bit more. if you have general mission, you can go. You can do both. You can yeah, go anywhere. That's yeah, that's true. So you know, for half first half, stay on that one. Second half, go to the other yeah, one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, my strategy usually, I mean, we have grandstand tickets for this year, but usually on the Friday, we'll go all around. So we'll go down to the hairpin, yeah. we'll go into one of the straights just to, because, you know, especially if you're there for the first time to get a sense of the speed, it's, it's really cool. But even turn eight and nine, um, if you go down there, there's a bridge that goes above eight and nine, like we talked about, and you can kind of see them from above, which is kind of cool. So if you have the chance, especially on the Friday, when there's a lot of track running going on, it's easy to get around the circuit. You got to walk to all the places, which is actually good. You know, you get some good exercise as yeah. well. And yeah, it's not, it's not that far. If you no, honestly it's... like, if you're, it's like it would probably be what two kilometers there back. Like, like sorry, to the other side of the track. Yeah, I think it'd leave in a little bit less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah and you have bad. bridges that, so you don't have to go around. You have a bridge that you yeah, get over. A, yeah. So you're kind of cutting it in half. So yeah, you just kind of got to be uh, strategic. Get there early if you want a good spot. But the great thing about it is it's a park, so you can bring your own food, you can bring your own drinks. If you want to bring a lawn chair, Fernando Alonso style, yep. sit Good out question. by the race. What about beers? You can bring beers. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was can... into, that's what I was thinking about, because like, it is like an event, right? So most yep. events, you, they don't allow you to bring your own beers. So You can bring, uh, I think there's a limit to the size of a cooler that you can bring, but I mean, there's people, there's people that bring setups, hmm. like cooler... Small umbrellas, small tents. Oh, and, you know that's what I'm doing, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have general admission, it, I mean, it works, and it, it really is a park. So, yeah, I mean, if they allowed barbecues, people would probably bring them in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure in between, like, sorry, yeah, let me just look at the uh, map here real quick so I don't mess this up. So, in between eight and nine to the hairpin, I'm pretty sure there's a walking path around it. So is that yep. is that someone you're talking about where you can stand? Because or because I guess the walking track. There's uh, both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't too sure, but yeah, there's an entire path that you can walk down with the uh, with the river right behind you, and it's it's a great mm. view on both sides too. Yeah. So it's a beautiful track. Yeah, and it's all grass too. So if it's dry, then I mean it's it's easy to just sit there and and, and watch the cars too. So. But yeah, best practice is get as early as you can and you get right up at the fence because it does get busy toward uh, the time mm -hmm. of the Grand Prix. And you got the driver's parade as well, which you can watch um, and, and kind of get to wave to, to your drivers. But uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, some of the other areas like around turn one in the pit lane are more difficult to get to. Um, there's the Casino de Montreal that's right there. Yeah. Um, on the, that's why it's called the Casino Straight. So it's a bit more difficult to, to watch in those areas. But post-race, they do open a little section of the wall, and then it's a full-on sprint to try and get to the podium yeah. in time. And that's what we did last year, and we just barely got there for sort of the last half of the uh, Italian anthem, which was really <laughs> cool. So, and, it, and that's the great thing about the track is that it opens up post-race. and you just walk around it. You can pick yeah. up some marbles if you want and take them home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, people were picking up, like, DRS signs and stuff and bringing oh, them yeah? home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That might be my goal for this year. DRS sign. Walking home on the, the metro. Background, eh? yeah, right? Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah. yeah just a big fly Emirates sign in <laughs> the background. What's up? Sponsors. Yeah. Um, and, and the best place, in my opinion, though, is to hang around the pit lane. Um, oh, yeah, I bet. It's where I saw Nicky Lauda uh, in 2017 post-race. But all the cars are being rolled to uh, scrutineering and they're coming back. So it's really, unless you're going on the Thursday, it's really your only chance to see these cars up close, which is really cool. And then sometimes the drivers will pop out here and there. Um, I saw Charles Leclerc last year, and uh, I think that was really about it. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, it's a fun experience. Yeah. And uh, like I said, they need to make it a little more NASCAR style with like the pit pass and get, yeah. be able to get down there. But uh, that'd be cool. There's a lot of things you could learn from NASCAR. <clears throat> If you got ten thousand dollars lying around, you yeah, can get you a can do it. Pass. Yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> it's crazy, so crazy. And it's like a hundred dollars for a NASCAR or a pit pass. Yeah. We'll see the drivers. And I mean, IndyCar, like IndyCar, used to be really cheap for paddock passes. They used to be like ten bucks. Now they're more around forty. Still, but that's nothing. Compared. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but in IndyCar used to we used to do that all the time, and you used to get like a package deal where you got three day tickets, and it was like two hundred bucks. They should have uh, the Indy races at the same time. At, 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 yeah, you know, that'd at be cool. Villeneuve. Well, because they do it uh, at the Circuit of the Americas, right? Yeah. So maybe have one weekend IndyCar the next. Yeah. like why, Or you can even have the same weekend, honestly. That would be some it, crazy. It'd be some crazy. Packed weekend it, of racing. It, no, it would be, but it'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. They've got the one in Toronto, which is a cool race, but to, to go to Natural Circuit would be interesting, too. Yeah. I think it'd be fun down there. How about an IndyCar F1 race mix? <laughs> well, well. That wouldn't end well for IndyCar two lap head start. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't end well for IndyCar. No. Yeah, um, but it's one of the most favorite tracks of the drivers actually, and it's very popular. Mm. Um, the fan atmosphere is really good. You've got a lot of Americans also traveling down. Yeah. So to Level our up or up, traveling yeah, up. sorry, traveling, traveling up. up. <laughs> yeah, we met uh, somebody who was from New Jersey last year. It was on the bus. Well, oh, we they have to come there. to Montreal because they won't be getting a Grand Prix anytime soon. Never, no. never, it's not happening. <laughs> That could have been another race we make, maybe could have gone we to. We could have, yeah. That would have been happened. a disaster zone. Yeah. Good thing they didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> that would have been awful. Yeah. But it's a lot. It's pretty international. Instead yeah. of the uh, gr- groundhogs you'd see in, in Canada, it'd be mice running everywhere. Rats. Rats running across <laughs> the track. But <laughs> gross. Yeah. Well, Montreal's a big Ferrari city too, isn't it? Yeah. A lot yeah, of there's a lot of Italians there. Yeah. It's <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> A lot yeah, of I Italians mean, there. It's, <laughs> yeah. we're not, it's a lot of the Italian people I do meet. Most of them are from Montreal, and I moved to like to surround well to different parts of Canada. But yeah, they've had major. to enter witness protection. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, I totally uh, forgot about we talked about that. <laughs> if you got a neighbor whose name's Rizzuto, then you know why. <laughs> if we're not here after this podcast, you know yeah, why. Yeah, we're <laughs> screwed. Yeah. But aside from that, it, it's a it's a weekend that we look forward to, and um, yeah, even if you can't make it to the race, you still uh, it's fun on TV. Yeah, it's it, fun race on TV. A lot of overtaking opportunities. It's very unlike Monaco. There's there's chances yeah. for overtaking. Naturally, I mean, usually we get some crazy weather. Thankfully, hopefully, it doesn't look like we'll get that this year. Um, safety cars are a high probability. Yeah, and memorable races. I mean, I'm just currently watching the 2011 race, which was the longest ever in. F1 history, mm-hmm. I think it was over like four hours. Um, do you remember that race? Uh, I do a little bit. Like was, monsoon rain. Yeah. Was, had to red flag. That was the one Jensen won, right? Correct. Yeah. It was the one? When Jensen and Lewis came together in like lap seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because, I mean, that, that goes down as not only the greatest race in Montreal, but the great one of the greatest races in F1 history. Was it just super slow the entire time? Uh, red flag. 
weeks of rain and yeah. Jensen made seven six pit stops, whatever it was. It's it started uh, it started wet, started behind the safety car, and then it dried out pretty quickly. Uh, Button came in on the intermediates and he was so fast, yeah. and then just on the sudden it just started to monsoon rain for like wow. thirty minutes. So the, yeah, they red flagged it for a good almost half hour, I think, and then started up again. But I don't know if it was that race, but do you remember the marshals that were collecting the debris off track? I think it was before oh. three and four. I think I have it um, in one of the Twitter tabs, <laughs> but <laughs> we really got to show this because it's funny, but it could have been a lot worse. They go to pick up some debris from front wing or whatever. Oh, yeah. And the car is coming and the guy falls down. Oh, I do remember like, this. Right in front of the car. Yeah. And then he tries to get back up and he, he falls, falls down again. again. And then the <laughs> other car is coming around. I'm watching it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but this is pretty. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it is pretty yeah, good. I do remember this. And then the other car comes in and like locks up on the brakes because this guy's <laughs> crawling to try and get out of the way. Yeah. Man, uh, it's es- pretty good. <laughs> especially after last weekend with the Marshalls incident, it's like, guys, <laughs> take your time or pick a better time to pick up. The what debris. happened again? I think I missed that. Uh, Perez almost hit Marshalls coming out of the pit lane. I think I missed that. Oh, like yeah. Well, it wasn't away, showed man. on the broadcast. It wasn't? Yeah, we no. found it on Twitter. Oh. Um, and we talked about it during our, our oh, recap. Yeah, I wasn't there, so that's why yeah. <laughs> I'm behind. Because I was oh, looking look through, and I was like, Perez almost kills Marshalls. I'm like, what? I'm like, did I miss yeah, this? Yeah, it was, it, like, honestly, not even kidding. It was like an inch, maybe an inch or two away. It was, it was very close. Yeah. I'll find it quickly. Here. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. But, uh, all right, before we wrap up, let's do race predictions. Our home race and... Or a race that we look forward to. So who do we think is going to win? Shaker, we'll start with you. I'll go first. Um, I think Lewis Hamilton's going to get first. Um, I think Vettel's going to get second. And I think uh, Valtteri Bottas is going to get third. Hmm. And uh, Your X factor. My your... X factor is Sergio Perez. Ooh. Pretty good pick. Very good pick. <laughs> I think he scored in points in the last couple of years, too, so... Going with Sergio Perez. Good run. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Holy hell, he went, we split them. Oh, yeah. did you finally see it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. When yeah, was, was that? I think it was after Leclerc's uh, puncture. Oh. Because they were picking geez. up debris. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was close. It was very close, but good for Perez for paying attention. <laughs> um, Chico. So, Chico, yeah. <laughs> what, I, thought, I thought it was Chico. Might be Checo. I think I it's Checo. Checo. Is it Checo. Does anybody know what that means? In, uh, no. No. What the nickname is? No. Yeah. Comments. Yes, please. Spanish I don't know if it's a Spanish word, but yeah, I presume. Yeah, yeah, I presume so. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think uh, for P1, I'm going to go with Lewis Hamilton. I do think that Ferrari, it could be a good weekend for Ferrari, but like I said, I just, I've put my chips in their basket too much this season, and they've let me down. So uh, until they can prove to me that they've got it all together then uh, I'm going to have to pick Mercedes. So I'll go Lewis Hamilton first. I'll go, uh, I'll go Vettel second. And uh, I'll go with... Uh, it's, a, it's a toss-up between Max and Valtteri for yeah, third. Yeah, that's what it was for me too. And I was going to go Max for third. And then I'm like, you know what? I think Valtteri's got it. So I'm, I, that's why I went for him third. I think I'll agree with you. I'll go Valtteri for third. Yeah. yeah I think Red Bull has a bit of a deficit in, in Montreal, uh, being a more power-sensitive circuit. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think Valtteri will want a bounce back weekend, but ultimately I think he will get the last podium place. And for my X factor, hmm, this is a, this is a good question, but 
I think I'll go with who you talked about earlier and say Kevin Magnuson. K-Mag. K-Mag in the Haas. Yep. Um, Fourth place. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he'll get a P6. P6. I think he'll get best of the rest. Um, I think he'll finish ahead of Pierre Gasly and, and, and split the Red Bulls there. But I think he'll qualify well. Haas has, has, had, had, ooh, Haas has had a pretty decent run here in Montreal mm. in the last few seasons. So I'm going to go with them. But fingers crossed for Racing Point. I hope they can get a double points finish. Yeah, home. home well, it's not really a home Grand Prix, but it is in a way. It's, I mean, it's, it basically is. All I the sponsors will be there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know they're a British team, but, like, everything about them is pretty much Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for me, well, since last race, I predicted a Mercedes 1-2 for the first time this season, and they didn't get a 1-2 for the first time this season. I will continue the trend for good luck. <laughs> um, so Valtteri Bottas will finish first and get Ooh, his okay. first victory in Canada, even though Lewis Hamilton dominates the track all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will finish second uh, behind him, and it will be Charles Leclerc in third place. Oh, okay. oh where's Vettel? Changing it up. Vettel's in fifth. No, I, I don't know. Maybe there's an accent somewhere there. K-Mag's fourth. He's my X Factor. <laughs> they, they screwed up the strategy again. He's in eighth place or something like that, Vettel. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, those are my predictions. Okay. Those are my one, two, three, four. And uh, X Factor or maybe Driver of yeah, the Day. Yeah, Kevin Magnuson. Fourth oh, you place. said he makes it? Yeah, yeah, Magnuson. sorry. He's happening. Yeah. Suck my balls, mate. McLaren, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too, I think. Uh, Oh yeah, it could yeah. be another. Yeah, it could be another X factor for sure. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I always forget about them. Yeah, right. They they've quietly had a pretty actually decent season so far. Yeah, I yeah. think their only like bad race and it wasn't really bad was Monaco, just like the last race. Otherwise, they've done well, pretty Monaco well. Monaco was. I mean, for science, it was good. Yeah, um, for Lando Norris, but yeah. yes, yeah, Norris has had a couple of tough races. Yeah, but yeah, I, they honestly really surprised with McLaren this season I think we said it multiple times but every race they've surprised me um, what are the bets on Robert Kubica ca- crashing Oof. yeah that was a remember that yeah like at least at least one crash this weekend what, what do you think it happens no 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 I don't think so I think he, he gets into the wall champions or something like that <sighs> I think he crashed at some I think he hits the wall I don't know obviously I hope he doesn't have a massive accident like he did in was it 2007 yeah um but I think that he nudges the wall a little bit. I think it'll be all right. I'm interested to see how he deals with the hairpin. But yeah. I think it's easier for him going to the right instead of like left, left for yeah. example, in Monaco. But uh, I mean, he was pretty. He was okay in Monaco. So yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, don't I, I don't like to predict crashes. Neither do I. I, I don't hope for any. No. Yeah. It's also, I'm so, yeah. I don't like to either. It's I'm not of, predicting a hard crash. I'm just like, you know, yeah. a little. Oh, just like a DNF. A little, a little yeah, front. Just, just, yeah, okay. just a little front wing. A little wing. touch. A little front <laughs> wing damage. I mean, you can't get harder than the crash of 2007. So. No, you literally can't. Well, you can. <laughs> and we don't want to see that. Yeah. No. It'd be bad. Yeah. I mean, that was that was insane. And then came back next year, won the race. Yeah. So. That's what yeah. you want. Robert Kubica wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying good and bad memories yeah. for Robert Kubica. <laughs> Odds Kubica wins the race. But uh, on the related note, Williams, Nicholas Latifi's in the car for free practice one. Yep. He'll nice. be enjoying a little bit of home Grand Prix vibes. Maybe they'll name a grandstand after him. Hopefully. There is a Lance Stroll grandstand now. There is. Is there yeah. actually? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, in the hairpin. Oh, cool. So maybe there'll be a Latifi grandstand one day. Very expensive, too. Yeah, it's because you have Lance Stroll. Well, yeah, goddamn, Lance, you got a picture do... of Lance Stroll's face. We get to you actually get a cap. That's really do you? good. Yeah, you get a hat. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But, that's I mean, cool. the hat's all right. But I'm saying Lance has got to finish in the points a little bit more for me to shell out about 500 bills for grandstand grand seat. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if he would start finishing on the podium at the regular, then it might be a little bit more worth it. 
but tickets are all right are, yeah. are all right where we are anyway um, so yeah, that about does it. I think we yeah. covered everything we could of, so. of the Montreal Grand Prix. But yeah, if you want to check out more from the circuit, Gilles Villeneuve, mm. the playlist for the 2018 Canadian Grand Prix is pinned at the bottom of our channel. So check out all of our videos there and we'll be bringing you more videos from this year's Grand Prix. Um, I'll be down there on the Thursday for the media day slash open house. So I don't really know what to expect. I've never been down yeah, on a Thursday. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. Apparently pit lanes open so you can get close to the cars as they're being weighed. Excuse me. There's a driver's autograph session, so um, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, which driver should I aim to get an autograph from? Kimi Räikkönen. <laughs> that's who <laughs> that, I thought yeah, too. That's, I mean, that's a good signature. Hey, Kimi, you want to come on our podcast? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you after. That'd be good. We'll <laughs> set it up. That'd be fun. Well, let's get some drinks into him. No, I'm just gonna slip. No, that's cards where his whole thing anyway. happened last year. Uh, that's what I mean. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what happened from that? We don't know. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah, uh, I guess this is my last podcast. Well, I'm, I'll miss the bit. next two. Little, yeah. yeah. Well, you, not my last uh, Not last ever. One. Holy jeez. He's retiring. <laughs> yeah, see ya. No, but I'll be missing the next two. But uh, So it's you guys for, I guess, the this uh, the Montreal uh, recap and then the preview. Yeah. Montreal yeah, have recap, a safe French. trip. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try to visit Monzo while I'm there. Yeah, in a Red Bull cap. Yep, in a Red Bull cap. Because Dono Shaker is going to Italy, so uh, you'll be enjoying some Ferrari pizza. Ferrari pizza, pasta. I'm gonna. There's a Ferrari museum, I believe, close to Monza. I can't remember if it's Monza or somewhere else, but I'm gonna try to do both. Mm. Person I'm going with isn't a car fan though, so we'll see. Just so you I'm, go. gonna, I'm gonna try. <laughs> we'll end is, up being a car fan by the end of the trip. Yeah. <laughs> is Monza in uh, Milan? It's. I believe it's right above. It, it's between Milan and Florence, I believe. Oh, okay. So it's technically on my way when I go to Florence, and I'm be driving through uh, through Italy, and not unfortunately great. not in a Fiat. <laughs> In a Ferrari, right? In a Ford. <laughs> really? Yeah. I got a Ford, which actually, you know what? Ford versus Ferrari comes out this weekend, so it's, it should oh, be. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I saw the, the preview for that. Yeah. It looks interesting, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I got a uh, notice from my Airbnb uh, pe- people I'm staying at, and they told me to be very care- careful because Italian drivers are crazy, and we drive really fast. Uh, this is coming from the Italian living in Florence. So nice. Should be should very be interesting. Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll be good. Yeah, that should be a good trip. So we'll be uh, excited to hear uh, what what Italy's like. Yeah, bring uh, some pictures back. Yeah, that should be good. Um, and yeah, throughout the weekend, follow us on our social media yeah. channels, especially our Instagram at TBMF One Show. Uh, we'll be posting our stories there live from trackside. So um, live footage from down uh, by the track, some of the angles that we were talking about in this podcast, but also maybe some neat stuff. Uh, behind the scenes around the grounds that we'll show you guys so follow us there also on twitter we'll, we'll mainly be posting everything to our stories on instagram but we'll post some stuff to twitter as well and then uh the race following uh the race during the week we'll be uploading all of our videos from uh from the circuit yeah. and, and yeah uh, we'll have a lot, lot of, of different stuff. angles too for both gonna be there yeah yeah we'll have a lot of uh trackside footage um which i really enjoy getting so mm-hmm. it should be good good cool Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Well, we're looking forward to this race. And uh, let us know your predictions down in the comments below. Yeah, that's right. And let us know uh, what was the other thing I wanted. uh, Oh, that's right. Let let me know which driver should I seek to to meet on Thursday. I'm voting for Kimmy, too. Let's go, Kimmy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We'll be back for the recap of the Canadian Grand Prix. But enjoy, guys. We'll see you then. See ya. See ya.